Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and envies, to another second stream. It's Waru Desho. We're talking about Kabukicho Sherlock for the patrons first and also for everyone just later. I'm the Subtle Doctor. I'm here hanging out, ready to, uh, ready to dive into this big old mess of an episode, episode nine. Of uh, case file two two one, and along with me is uh, the hardest working man in pod business. Uh, he's currently on fire. It's Shadon. All right, folks, let's lay this oh, out. Okay, whoa, 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 before we get into the before we actually get into the show, though, I just that's Shadon, that lovely, charming, delightful voice you hear. Okay, you, you know, so, right? No, no. If I mean strips, you know, like when someone like is ready to have a fight and you're like trying to restrain them like in a club for example like no it ain't worth it it ain't hold me back yeah hold me, hold me back. back that's <laughs> that's doc right now to me because mm-hmm. okay i'm just gonna lay out here right i have not felt this livid this fucking i have incensed by an episode of an anime at least on scripted, certainly if you've listened to me cover S.H.I.E.L.D. here, you know I had plenty of shit to say about that garbage fire. But I've not felt this utterly incensed by a show that we're covering live on air without a script since Darling in the Franks episode, whatever the fuck it was, when we interrupted <laughs> the wedding. And, you know, all the shit that surrounded that. And for a lot of similar reasons, actually. I mean, I'll keep comparing this to Darling in the Franks all I want because it really is starting to shape up to be 2019's version of that in so many respects. And I'm at my fucking wit's end dealing with this shit, honestly, because (laughs) this this show, like, it, like Franks... there are, there's like a different universe where a different version of it exists and it's not a complete fucking like, you know, skinned up scrotum served to you on a fucking plate and seasoned like, you know, with the fucking like ashes of fucking children or some shit. Fuck this fucking show, man. Yeah, you can tell this is going to be one where I start losing my shit a lot. So please make sure you have your headphones on because there's going to be a lot of anger in this episode. There's going to be a lot of like, you know, me really, really spitting fire. So I I think because I sort of I don't want to say I saw this coming, but my expectations were so low and mm-hmm. the show has been pretty consistently disappointing. So it it doesn't like quite get to the heights of something like um the Phantom Requiem for a Phantom Ending. Which just royally pissed me off, and that, <laughs> I think that's the last time I've been so incensed. Oh man, what's the end of that show? When, when you watch a show and the entirety of it was a complete waste of your fucking oh, time. Oh my fucking god, that ending was like the most. I mean, you just wanna if you, if you really just wanna see a writer 
like basically enter the frame and give you the the bird then invest your time in phantom requiem for the phantom and see yeah. it through you too will experience pain and anguish and mm-hmm. just so much fiery anger i don't quite have that like uh for this show because like i said i i feel like this is sort of um you know the pile of shit it's been rolling around in for for a while or at, le- at least not not a, to this extent similar. though like everything that's wrong with this episode has been <clears throat> wrong in this show before but it's magnified to such an intensity that it actually almost feels like it's searing your eyes hmm. there's n- I, yeah. nothing good about this episode at all i well, it there's, even, it, it even there's that, a like, good one good thing but it's like so minuscule that it almost doesn't matter. Yeah, even the animation in this episode felt cheap compared to other ones. Like, I swear Mary's face in this one started turning into some Salvador Dali shit at some point. Well, okay, so I guess before we really get into yeah, it, yeah, just, yeah, okay, we have we have a, we have a, we have a format. We should stick to it <laughs> well, before is, I start no, I slavering at the mouth. <laughs> we don't really we don't have a super format for second stream. You know, second stream, as you all probably know, listening is. Um, where we skip the summary and don't really talk about uh, the people behind the pens, uh, pushing the pencils and clicking the mice, as it were. But, um, you know, we, we mainly just talk about episode content and jump around, uh, talk about whatever we want. So we can go, but I guess I just wanted to, before we um, went full bore into the content, um, to give you a moment to maybe collect your thoughts and sort of categorize uh the bullets that you'd want to fire um Mm -hmm. because largely i think i'm gonna get out of the way of you for the most part i just wanted to up top say a big thank you to the patrons who are listening (laughs) in case in case we don't get to it later on because we're so because the studio is burning down thank you for subscribing thank you for listening we adore you uh we'll see you on discord um and if you're if you're seeing this or hearing this later on and you want to become even more involved in in all of this and support this hijinks uh go to patreon.com slash uh there's all kinds of fun rewards and you can pick a budget-friendly tier that's right for you mm-hmm. and uh you can be uh be involved and uh so now um i am going to uh you know Stop playing Matador, and I'm going to just let you, the Raging Bull, charge into the China shop. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll restrain myself a bit longer just to make one final point, which is that uh, in case you happen to be coming into this completely cold turkey and have no idea what second stream is, this is like our regular stream of thought um, episodes where we do, you know, analysis of like uh, themes, ideas, motifs, you know, the way stories are written, all sorts of stuff in anime, just minus the plot summary. Um, so we're not going to give an extensive plot summary. I don't feel it's necessary in this episode because the plot barely fits on a fucking post-it note as it is. <laughs> it is padded to hell and back with a subplot that I really felt like, you know, the show was pissing in my eyeballs with. <laughs> it really felt like, you know, the show itself was just reaching its turgid little fucking prestud of a cock and pissing in my eyes every second that this fucking rancid storyline was on screen i i mean i made the comparisons to the wedding episode darling and the franks because of how it just you know decided it would you know shit all over lgbtq plus people through you know the nines and all that go look that up by the way if you want to hear me lose my shit with that one as well 
So, could it be surprised when this episode of Sherlock decides to come in and just make everyone a complete tosser? Every single person, without exception. Either because they're fucking brain dead, or, alternatively, because they're transphobic arseholes. Like, no one gets out of this episode unscathed. Everyone is shit. Even Lucy is shit in this episode, and she doesn't even have any lines, for reasons I'll get into soon enough. Everyone fucking sucks. Is she shit because, you know, real evil is good men allowing, d- doing nothing? <laughs> well, kind of well, thing. well, okay, let's let's <laughs> dive into this. Let's really dive into this fucking subplot. Let's get this out of the way first, mm-hmm. so I can end on the softer note of why Watson is a dipshit and deserves to be fired into the sun. I mean, we might as well, because this is chronologically how the episode spins its first bit. The, and also the majority of its fucking running time. I know. I mean, okay, even before I get even before I get into getting pissed off about the transphobic fucking subplot shit that we've got here, can I just point out that even if this was some sort of, like, you know, incredibly artful moment about... Wait, what's Yunarakami? Oh, no, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to call him Yunarakami. I'm not even going to bother <laughs> dignifying the name. Kyogoku is his name. But Kyogoku. Yeah, Kyo, uh, prick, right, prick. Whatever, we'll call uh-huh. him prick. Because he's a prick as well for a variety of reasons. Like, even if this particular subplot was, like, an incredibly insightful and moving, like, you know, look into his history as a person and the neuroses that made him the way he is, such as the fact that he is a neat freak and is overly obsessed with being clean and can't stand germs and all that, even if that were true, and it isn't by a fucking, like, light year or longer, um, even if that were true, we've just literally come off at the end of a cliffhanger, the one cliffhanger this show has had thus far, of Jack's return. So maybe having the pacing grind to a screeching, wrenching hole, and then crashing over a cliff into jagged rocks for this fucking nonsense is ill-advised. <laughs> ill-advised? Yeah. I, I yes. It was a uh, very jarring that we began the episode... With, I haven't uh, even talked about what it's about, and that's the no, thing. It's still I know. not about structurally, the thing. Yeah. Yes. Just just structurally abstracted from all the content. Like it, it is um a poor decision. But like I said last episode, the show loves to kick the can down the road and divert before You it, said it those exact words about Franks. You said those exact words about Franks. I remember it's, that. It's funny how it comes around, doesn't it? Are we going to find out that the writer of this is actually just, you know, what was his fucking name again? Nishigori. Nishigori. He's just going to whip his mask off at the end. (laughs) Reveal himself to be like the the villain behind the curtain and all that. Oh, Jesus. I haven't even looked into, like, who's making the show. I probably should do, but I haven't really bothered. (laughs) Probably probably Satan himself, and he's just... He's doing the Satan thing where, like, he's giving you occasional nuggets of something decent to try and keep you enticed. You know, whilst uh, selling up the river. I should call him on speed dial and uh, and see if he's behind this. Uh, he would probably, you know, protest that even that's too low for him to make <laughs> yeah, this fucking like, rancid hey, dog, dog shit. Come on, man. This is, this is low even for me. I've got standards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. let's, I'm going to have to describe the plot of this. So Yu Narakami, whatever his fucking name is, uh, it's been established for a while now that he's been pining after one of the three. I'm assuming they're the Pipe Cat sex workers. I don't know if that's necessarily true or not. Yeah, so I don't know. What I is mean, their maybe role they just there? Hang out there. We'll just call it. We'll pay. We'll go with patrons. They're patron, like regular patrons, right? Um, Barflies. <laughs> yeah. Who, as I also understand it, and I apologize in advance if this is absolutely not true, but I'm going with how the show's presenting, also because of the fucking jokes that are made at the expense of these characters. Right. 
that they are all trans as well. Y- yeah. Do you I feel think... like, like I, let's just like I do agree. I think that's a yes, a safe assumption. All right. To make uh, especially, it, well, yes, yes. This is if we're wrong about this, then we just are. But I'm, tell do tell us as well. Like I am very very yeah yeah positive. yeah. Because it's no small thing for me to say that a lot of what I'm about to like really rip into and tear into this show about is based on that fact. Not, by the way, before you say anything else, because they are trans, but more because of how they're treated. Yeah. So, okay, back to the summary. Uh, Prick, or whatever his name is, uh, he, you know, has had a thing for Marky, who's one of the um, one of the ladies, for quite some time in the show's run. Mm-hmm. And he finally decides that he's found himself a pair of balls to strap onto his never regions and actually, you know, try and ask her out. Except that, of course, he has the social graces of a fucking goat and has no idea what the hell he's doing. So he decides that he will ask her out, uh, which he doesn't in the end. That's Mary who does it for him by dropping the hint to Mackie when she's in the same room. He, he uses these fucking pickup artist books. Yeah. <laughs> like, just some Rouge V bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Like and he just fantasizes about it, you know. Like I'm like some any woman with like sort of moon eye and like, oh my god, I love you. When you like slide a hotel a hotel key toward her, the most romantic gesture of all. You know, (laughs) I have something for you, a hotel hotel high quality, no less. Well (laughs) done. Why are you pouring a fucking Airbnb about you, useless piece of shit? Oh fuck. All right. Might as well just be like, I have something for you, and whip out your manhood. <laughs> that seems yes, isn't it? Uh. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Jesus Christ. So here's the thing, right? This is he, the worst. They this de- is, they delayed yeah. the Jack the Ripper plot for this. The, yeah. Probably the worst. I mean, like you were saying at the beginning, any it, it, no matter what they picked, it would be annoying. But they had to pick this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he ends up asking Marky out, and. The reason that Marky ultimately agrees to go out with him is because Mary drops the hint that he has a lot of money. Before I go any further with this... How did no one else hear that? (laughs) Before I go any further with this fucking rancid, you know, sewer system of a plotline, let's just stop at this junction and examine why I hate that statement so much. Why her revealing that is so insipid and fucking wretched on the part of Pooch everyone there. Alright, so... First off, Mary herself, like, saying this, that's awful on her part. I know that he's a dog. I know that he's a muppet. Andy himself is a transphobic piece of shit, which I'll get into in a minute. Because um, I've actually kind of gone past the discussion he has with Watson prior to that point, which in itself is noteworthy for all the fucking dog whistling it has about transphobia. But we'll get to that in a bit. So Mary herself is being a shithead for that reason. But what astounds me, and this is something I need to actually backtrack on, I need to mention something I didn't discuss in the previous episode that I only realised in hindsight is that there was a missed opportunity in that episode. Because you might recall that in that episode, uh, we have the lady whose name I don't remember and Emily or Emery or Claudia or Bert or whatever the fuck her name was, the kid. You know, and this plot of them... (laughs) Yeah, the plot of them being threatened to be separated from their parents. Now, Mm -hmm. who else is in that room? At the time that is revealed, Lucy's there. Does Lucy have a single comment to make on this, given her own backstory with Mary that we learned only three episodes prior? No. What a fucking waste. 
I wasn't that mad about it at the time, but I realise now that this the writers are categorically in-fucking capable of actually referring back to character beats they have previously established, except for all the ones that are shit. And I will, po- I will prove that here, because here's the thing, right? Mary sat right next to Lucy suggests, hey, he's got a lot of money saved up. We know, by the way, because I watched the show, which is more than I can say for the actual people who wrote it, that... Prick, or whatever his name is, has saved up all the money he has so he can actually flee Kabuki Cho, period. Does Lucy have any comment to offer on the fact that, you know, Mary, the sister that she has spent so long saving money for to go to cram school, including actually end up working cabaret or whatever that event was in her own episode, you know, sacrificing club, yeah. yeah, sacrificing her dignity to do that. Does she have any comment on Mary's behavior suggesting go take him for all his money? The thing that he's worked so hard for to get himself out of this desperate situation. No. Not a fucking word of it. She'll now, never go against her sister's wishes, though, ever. But, I'm sorry, but can we at least make something of this, though? Like, don't establish this as a big thing and then have this thing happen where Lucy is present in the scene. Because then people like me will fucking point out, hey, doesn't she have anything to offer on this? And this, again, is an example of something i banged on so many times at this point. I might as well actually have it tattooed on my fucking forehead, which is plot holes or things you miss out or character inconsistencies. You can turn them into something good if you actually address them in the material. If you don't, you just come across as forgetful or ignorant of the very shit you've actually written. And boy, howdy are the writers of this fucking show guilty of that. I think this this episode, I mean, has so many sins. I think for this this Lucy thing... Uh, but that's why I'm getting out of the way first, because it's the... Yeah, <laughs> I think it is... I don't know if justifiable is the right word here, but, like, it doesn't feel egregious to me for, like, a couple of reasons. Just, like, A, she strikes me as the kind of person that, by and large, um, doesn't really get involved in other people's business. Um, unlike Mary, who's always putting her nose into other people's business and always getting into trouble. Uh, B, like I said, like she doesn't really, she, she sort of, her guilt has her, uh, kind of in a place where she doesn't really go against Mary. Um, and also from hanging around Kyogoku a lot and sort of seeing and hearing how gross and annoying he can be. She probably is just like, you know, fuck this guy. <laughs> well, the, the, this is the thing, Doc. Like, all the things you've said, we don't get any of that in the episode. She's present and does nothing. If she had done any of the things you had said, I wouldn't have this complaint. This is what bothers me. All of the stuff you have just discussed is right there for the writers to put in and actually have Lucy do something and build on her previously established character points. And I don't even need it needs to be a long thing. It can be a two-second line, a single line of dialogue. But she's there... Uh-huh. And says, fuck all. And I'm like... Did she say men are garbage, or was that Mary? That was... I think that might be Mrs. Hudson, actually. Oh, yeah, that was Miss Hudson. You're correct. Yeah. So, Lucy's shit. Mary's shit. We've got that out of the way. Let's go through the list here. Let's go through <laughs> this, you know, fucking rogues gallery of awfulness. Let's talk about uh, Prick and Watson. In fact, Prick 1 and Prick 2, I'll call them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they have a discussion prior to this point, and the lines that have re- come out of fucking... What was his name again? I'll make an honest effort to try and actually uh, use it. Kyogoku. Kyogoku. Okay, Kyogoku. Got Kamehameha. it. Kyo- K- no. <laughs> Unless it's this show. Super uh, Saiyan level 2. It's over 9,000 on the shitty level. Anyway, so Kyogoku, uh, he says, you know, 
I'm not having kids until I'm 32, but until then, I'm going to devote all my time to Mikey Chan. And this line, I was like, oh, you fucking wanker. Ha! You absolute cockstain. Your mother should have fucking swallowed you, you prick. Because... Oh, Jesus. Well, he's... he's um he's the neat freak detective right so it makes sense that he has like a very rigid plan for his life and it this is a trait that annoys me about people i I don't i don't like it but it's consistent at least well the way i read it was that he was essentially going to stay with maki chan assuming it actually happened until the point he hit 32 and then he was going to get rid of her uh you know how to put this you know for oh 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 because of because of her being trans, right? Now I admit, oh. I'm gonna just just to fucking put the brakes on this for right. A second, I didn't even think about that. Just to um. put the brakes on this for a second, I am very ill-educated about this. I believe, and I as I understand it, that it is possible for trans women to get pregnant, which is good, by the way. That's absolutely fine. I don't know enough about the mechanics of it, how it works, yeah, if know. there are some who can or can't, but. Regardless of what I well, know, they could uh, adopt her artificially. Well, yes, yes, that kind of thing. But... Yes, exactly, exactly. So this is the thing. Even regardless of what I do or do not know, what he knows, still, you know, suggests. Well, I'll have my time and then dump her. So I don't I can... think it was suggesting that, though. Was it? I, that didn't even cross my mind. He doesn't. It feels like he wants it to stay with like her a... forever, right? It seems like a very. He said, like, until that time, I'm going to devote myself to her. So well, I guess what, what he means is like solely to her, as in like I want to be married, I want to be with her and have no kids, so I can focus on on her. In fact, I mean that's a thing that um, disclosure I'm married that we did. I mean, certainly we didn't go till thirty two, but we did say like first two years, uh, let's not have kids, so that we can just spend time together and keep like working on our relationship and get to know each other and focus on that as a priority. So, like, maybe from my perspective, it feels less weird, um, and that—that's how I took it. But maybe you're, maybe you're right. Well, given, every, given everything, giving everything else he says, though, and everything else that Watson says, it feels like that reading that I give would fit with their mood, because they say other things as well. Um, God, like, I think they have a discussion. Like, I didn't realize you're into that type. Like and then so what's this the is points... the part? Yeah, this is the like super annoying part. And then what some points else like so you're into this type too? I'm just like, oh great. <laughs> I'm like, oh great, we're getting misgendering jokes in. Fucking brilliant, wonderful. Thanks a bunch for that show. This is why I think this is part of the mood because let's put it this way: the writers were all in on this one. I can't see how they would go from the more nuanced perspective of I'll wait until that time, then I'll have children with her specifically. Else we would have fucking mentioned it. You'd think versus, you know, everything else that happens with Watson and Marky and um, Kyogo K- 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 fucker. Um, Kipper. Kipper, yeah. Uh, so, well, okay, so, question though. I guess, well, first of all, like, how how did Watson, I mean, how can you be such a, a clueless dotard as to not know that he's into her, and therefore into that type of, of person? Um, well, when, well when, he said, when he said uh, type, I thought that they were making referring to that as like offhand as trans people. Yeah, right. I mean, like, yeah. Or, so or, or misgendering her asking. as a guy. Because then he points himself and says, am I your type? Or something to that effect. Which means guy. Right. I get. Oh, so, 
I feel like if you're Watson, you have to know that he's into her type because he's been drooling all over himself about her all throughout the show. And secondly, I don't, I, I guess it's like, I don't know. If you're a guy who wants to ask their guy friend, like, you know, what they're into, I don't know. I guess there's like, uh, I guess that is a discreet is not the correct word but like he's doing it in public and i don't know <laughs> i guess he i mean watson to, then does like embarrass uh, like, himself <laughs> like there's no this is this is it like it goes beyond dog whistling to being obvious when watson points to himself and says like this type and he's so guy but maki is a girl as we know so that's why i'm talking about like the type that they're referring to is just that she's trans not anything oh, of to do with how, how she does so this entire conversation is fucking blah it's it's just well, cringe worthy. Yeah. I mean, it would have been less like it, so. Yeah, I mean, you're a guy. You're asking your guy friend. Oh, so you're into trans ladies? Like, not as in a like, let me make fun of you, but just as a like a curiosity question. And so, I guess he then wanted to know, like, well, if you like trans ladies, do you like m- men? Which feels um. Well, why not phrase like those not, terms? Why dance the, around the issue? Like the well, way because this he's is... in well because he's in public I guess like but it's less I don't it feels I guess less embarrassing the way he was trying to do it but like it also I don't really the jump from trans women to men feels um not I, I'm not quite I, like I'm <laughs> bad bad job by you Watson <laughs> like, oh he's such a you know very shit. very bad job by you I mean I mean after, even like... even after Kyogu bleh, 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 like gets up and starts talking to her like he's then still saying. He, him, her, like, again, he's continuing with the misgendering. <sighs> just, I don't read this as anything other than I, me just simply reading it as it's transphobic humor. It's like I said before, it's playing to the lowest common denominator. You know, trans people are supposedly spooky and scary, so we'll go with that. I'm not saying that there needn't be any awkwardness. Like, come on, we, like, even I, you know, a heck guy, like, cisette dude, I'm awkward around women all the fucking time. You know this personally, Doc, from what you and I have discussed many, many times about my own life. I'm not going to pretend I'm some sort of, like, you know, fucking, like, confidence paragon here. But of the two things which are more likely, what do you think it is? That this is about helping, you know, Kyogi, whatever his name is, overcome his confidence and, like, his inability to, like, phrase and discuss the issue at hand? Or that they're playing up to transphobic humor because that's what they've done in the past. What to you seems like the more likely thing here? I mean, I think, I think that they are trying to do both. You know what I mean? Oh well, my, in that case, it just still becomes the one to me. Like I don't, I can't stomach the former if the latter's presence. Be quite honest, because I think it's hard to. I'm less confident than you are about you know watson for instance saying like his princess doesn't he mean prince like if this is supposed to be like the show saying you know well watson he's right he's got the right perspective or if the show is like laughing oh watson like get with you know get with it get with the times you square you rube um, that is definitely not the case. I feel very <laughs> confident that that is not... Say, trying to have the show be progressive by having Watson like be portrayed as being wrong, that has never happened once thus far. There has been no counter-narrative to anything that he has said. Not once. 
So, no, I am cast iron convinced this is exactly as I believe it to be. And I'm just, fuck off, show. Like, it's not funny. It's fucking pointless to even have this setting with these characters if that's all you're going to do with it. Why set it in Kabukicho to begin with if you're just going to talk down and fucking ridicule and be the way you are towards the people who live in it? What the fuck is the point? Yeah, so I just didn't find funny, like, the the not, not because I'm like, oh, sex jokes are unfunny, but, like, the whole, like, oh, no, Kyoku got caught buying contraceptives. <laughs> like, I don't find, it's not really, it's, it's pretty facile humor uh, to me. It's lazy whole, to me. Like, oh, he, you know, had premature climax, like, of course, because, uh, how do we even but know it, that? If you want to establish that, you might want to like like point out that they'd only just gone into bed together. They didn't even pull that off properly. Right. Like, well, I will say, okay, so about that scene, I'm glad that actual uh, sex was had because I think we've talked about this and I know I've talked about this with um, human bucket James Beckett that, uh, <laughs> you know, anime uh, is often... Uh, about like the the flirting, uh, and the will they or won't they, but very mm-hmm. little about like ro- the intimacy or romantic uh, stuff that happens in relationships. Um, and so I'm glad that consummation of that occurred. But how they got there is um, it, it, just that like you know getting back to like you said um, Mary's whole thing about like go be a gold digger, Mari, like, was, um, just, I guess it was supposed to be funny, but, like, um, it just made Mari and Mary look, um, shitty. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Um, I'll just say one other thing about the the whole sex scene thing, like, if the joke is again meant to be like, ah, you know, he's, like, losing it, finally, I'm like, American Pie was in the fucking 90s, can we get over it, can we move on? Oh, the premature, yeah, right, sure. Can we just get the fuck on with this sure. and, like, actually get with the times rather than relying so on relatable. these la- <laughs> lazy fucking jokes, honestly. All right, so let's talk about Mikey's self. So, yeah, on a dime, Mary says to, hey, he's got loads of money, and she rinses him for that money. She's buying all the shit because of him. And at the end of the episode, when he, like, proposes, quote-unquote, so when really all he wants to do is hold her hand, and I'm just like... At this point, I'm just, like, starting to suck lemons because I'm just so fucking bitter about the whole thing that I've just witnessed. Does she apologize to him or give him back any of his money or anything that she's bought? No. No, she fucking doesn't. Everyone in this episode is shit. I've not even got to talking about Sherlock or Irene yet. They're both shit, too. Everyone sucks. And this... (laughs) This whole this whole plot takes up a good half of the episode, if not more. more. It isn't if it isn't funny. It, it isn't funny. It's painful to watch. It's <laughs> cringe-inducing. That's betray- it. It's just it be- Yeah, it betrays like he, the attitudes yeah. of the writers towards the characters that they themselves have created and towards trans people in general. I think it's like, fucking pathetic. Yeah. I'm glad that um, I'm actually glad that you and I are a little bit divergent on um, the the extent to which uh, it is um, transphobic in this episode and like the different 
um, the different points that you think it is. And I think, you know, maybe not so like, I'm glad there's a divergence there because um, I think the, the larger kind of indictment is whether or not you think that this show has some uh, kind of bigoted humor. Um, it's still bad. Like the, the humor is, it's just all cringe inducing, whether you think it is um, problematic or not, it's still unsuccessful. I think the, the success of it has um, like the problematicness is immaterial to whether or not it's um, it succeeds at what it's trying to do. Cause it sure as heck doesn't, it is very cringy. I think cringy is the key word. <laughs> Painful. Oh, fucking sucks. I hated every single part of all this. Like like I say, none of the characters come out of this better than they started. They all look awful. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. I Just only Irene. <laughs> no, Same. she's she's a fucking dumbass in this as well. Oh? Um We'll get we'll get to her. We'll get to her. She's okay. a dumbass as well. She's in the B plot. <laughs> yeah, the Which B is the, the, B, the fucking Jack plot is the B plot. <laughs> Well, like, jack Fuck, shit's man. going on, honestly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know. Fuck. Okay, all right, look. <clears throat> I'm going to let people have their own judgment. I'm not going to say people are wrong if they don't feel as strongly as I do about how transphobic this shit is. I personally think it's pretty clear as crystal to me. I think that given the way the show has, pr- like, put itself forward before, even in the previous episode when the time of the month joke happened and Watson was all like, eee! I mean... Yeah, that was... I um... mean, I that did, I did to me, that. <laughs> to, to me, like it's clear as day. They've set out their stall here. They've been very apparent on what their style of humor is. I, I don't, I can't personally see how this is any better. This to me felt like them going in real hard on it. So, if you want to feel differently, though, that's fine. Here's I'm, here's a point. That, oh, sorry, you finish, and then I'll I'll talk. Sorry. Sure. If you want to feel differently than I do, or not as certainly as viscerally as I do about it, that's fine. I'm not going to think any less of you for that. I just simply am going to stick my to my guns on this one. And if anything, like, if you even feel more strongly, like, oh, if you don't, let me know what you think if you've seen the episode. Tell me. Mm-hmm. I'm more than happy to hear your opinions on it. But I can only speak for my reaction, which was that I hated every single waking second that this whole plot line was on there. I mean, the rest of the episode was garbage as well, but it was garbage in a way that at least didn't feel like it was directly offensive towards a particular group of people. The rest mm. of it was just fucking stupid. Um, so I'll leave it there. I've said my piece on it. I've spat my fire out. And no doubt, you know, this will probably be played back in a court of law someday. So uh, please, <laughs> to those of you in the jury, please look favorably on me. Thank you very much. And I'll pass it over to you, Doc. So, um... So regarding counter narrative, uh, like just because I do think the show, I have been troubled for anyone who's listened to all of this second stream. I I have been troubled by what I've also perceived as some transphobia in the show. Um, but I've been thinking more and more about, uh, you know, what Mudakun tweets wrote and linked to. I've just been trying to reconcile the two uh, perspectives, mine uh. and that one. Um, and 
maybe the counter narrative is just Watson himself and they're not going to exposition dump a counter narrative. Maybe the idea is like, he looks so silly and foolish because he does, because look, we're going to talk about how useless he is. And he's not just useless in terms of like his detective skills or moving the plot forward. Like, it just in all the social situations and everything, like he's always getting dunked on. He is usually, I mean, there have been times where other characters have been like, Egad, the queer. Um, but like, it's mostly just him. And uh, maybe, I, I don't know, per- perhaps that is all that's required, right? Um, or at least maybe they, maybe they think that, right? It's like um, this you know, very sort of normie cishet straight boy getting uh, his feathers ruffled every time uh, anything comes up with LGBTQ people. Isn't this funny? Like, yeah, like, you know, you're meant to think, uh, or maybe on first blush, the, the, the situation is set up and framed so you think, oh boy, like, these these other people are weird. But as you kind of go along, it's like, hmm, Actually, John is kind of the weird one. <laughs> like, um, so maybe. Um, um, but, uh, oh, sorry, you responded, then I'll go. I, I am going to uncorker it on this. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that for a lot of reasons. Le- let's start from the beginning. Watson, like, okay, I know that I know that you. I've argued before about how you should diverge from Holmes, like canon and tropes and like you know standards and all that. But using Watson as the point character is a pretty universal part of it. And it's pretty, like, you know, fundamental to the construction of any Sherlock narrative. I can't think of any one Sherlock story that exists where Holmes flat out wasn't there. I'm sure there are examples can, of that. But can you think th- of a Holmes story where Jack the Ripper exists? Pardon, sorry? But you broke can up. You think, can you think of a Sherlock Holmes story where it, where Jack the Ripper exists? No, that, that's that's not the same thing, though. That's not the, That's not the same. Because well, what I mean is it's trying to be maybe more than other home stories um, different. Yes, maybe. and that's fine in certain respects. But like I say, that's so fundamental, the 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 Watson character being present, that I can't think of a, a story that hasn't had him there in some format or another. Putting Jack the Ripper in is just an addition. I'm talking about something that's been there from the very beginning. So... That, in addition to the way that he is presented at the start of the show's run, which is he is the outsider coming into Kabuki Cho. He is our viewpoint, much as he is in the, the original stories. He's a shit viewpoint, don't get me wrong. But where I disagree with you, Doc, is that I don't think he's shit because it's at his expense as a joke. But I think he's shit just because the writers don't have a fucking clue how to write him deliberately as a joke in that sense. I mean, if that were the case, why do we have scenes where Watson is very... Dis- definitively not present and jokes are still being made at the expense of the other characters like Kyo whatever and him having you know his you know cherry pops for lack of a better term oh because he's well he's he's a uh a a dickwad character also i'm not saying every other character is virtuous and great um because he's not um i don't know he's he's not uh presented as anything other than another like straight boy not mm-hmm. to say that the the show is all like straight boys are bad because i don't think that's what it's going for either. oh no like, i don't i don't believe so I, I think uh like 
I think that's like um, just has nothing to do with what with anything. I think he's um, and I don't think anything you said so far is contrary to my my theory either. And the the only reason I brought up the Jack the Ripper point is um, you know, you said no Sherlock Holmes story has done X, and I'm saying well, this is a an this Sherlock Holmes story clearly wants to be the first to do a lot of things um like jack the ripper like the uh pipe cap bar cast of characters and uh kind of their um their sexual identities and gender identities um Hmm. all that kind of thing so and and watson is here he is present um sometimes he's not but largely he is and he is the outsider um i think that that's all um as you as you say it is i i do think i am beginning to think like that <laughs> uh we're supposed to laugh at how uh like his lack of adaptability when it comes to hanging out with um these other people now there isn't a, a specific situation which i'm of two minds about and that is when uh this episode, Miss Hudson invites him to stay at the pipe cap bar. And, um, you know, she, uh, you know, does her whole temptress thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Why don't you come stay with us? And he's all like, ah, no, it, what are you doing? And um, so part of me initially was like, oh, boy, here we go again with, uh, you know, making uh, making the... LGBTQ characters into like predatory types. But then this episode, I was actually like, well, Irene kind of does the same thing to Sherlock to get her way. So doesn't mean I like that either. This is not, maybe this is not a, um, a sort of stereotyping queer people as much as it is Miss Hudson using her advantages to poke some fun at Watson, but also like kind of get what she wants. And just like Irene, you know, has her power moves and Fujiko Mine has her power moves um, to do with their bodies and their desirability and sexuality. Maybe this is just Miss Hudson, right? Like flaunting her own and doing her own thing. And Watson reacting badly to it is a bad thing and shown like, like he's, he's got, he's, uh, I don't know. He's it's just meant to be like uh, a joke at his expense rather than Miss Hudson's expense. But I'm but I am like I said a bit in two minds of it because I could uh, initial initially my reaction to it was definitely like oh boy they're doing this. But upon reflection, I don't I don't actually think it was that um, that it was a problematic thing. So I don't know, man. Um, you talk now. <laughs> Tell me what you. Think. I... I don't know what else I can say other than that, as presented, I can't see it as a comedy. Like, not least of which is because no one is actually calling him out on this behavior. Or rather, when I say call out, I mean, if it's meant to be humorous, why are the characters not similarly laugh at it? It doesn't seem like that happens to me. It just seems like these things are, exist for the sake of the audience. Like the comment, like, Prince, Princess. Like, no one else hears that. That is explicitly constructed for our benefit. Well, do not you feel else. like it would be too preachy? 
for someone to stand up on the bar. No, that like, just needs to be Watson. You no, need to be no, more no, no, progressive. No, no, no. It doesn't need to be like that. I'm talking about people mocking him. Like if we're meant to mock him, why are other people not mocking him as well? It feels like all this stuff seems to be happening in a vacuum, which is just for us. Mm. Well, I and think people the... clearly hold him in contempt. I think Watson has. I mean, sorry, Watson Holmes. I feel like he's largely contemptuous of him, and um, well, he's just that's just how he is with everyone. Though, well, to he's be fair. useful. He's also useful as well, right? Um, but that's true. <laughs> that's a true point about that's a that's a point. Uh, actually, a good point about Holmes. But well, not not useful in a grand sense. But he's useful insofar as like he'll drive people places. He will um, fucking Con- clean, congratulations. You know, like so. I guess they don't want to like super bother him or offend. I don't know. I like who who is the show openly mocking i mean no one openly mocks uh kyogoku who is clearly clearly a mo- mockworthy character like i haven't seen i don't know if the show openly mocks anyone um outright you know what i mean and but there's a lot of uh comedy at the at, at the expense of uh, a lot of the characters yep and a lot of times they're just like, I mean, Moriarty in his own way mocks Watson. They're like, oh, you silly. Don't you know? You're supposed to do this. Supposed um, to drink the milk. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that because that is him like being fish out of water, which he is. Yeah. And that's and the, why the I water, think that... Well, is, could the water be heteronormativity <laughs> in addition to... You are giving the show way too fucking much credit, honestly. I I really do not see it as being that way. Because again, I can't see how there is a counter-narrative here to his thing other than just... Like, if this is framed to be like, you know, we're laughing at him, there needs to be something actually in the show itself. And I'm not talking soapbox preachiness where, you know, Mrs. Hudson gets sits him down and says, look, honey... Like, you're talking, you know, you've got some old ideas and old-fashioned ways and you need to grow up and get on the side. No, it doesn't, that's not, I would not want that. That would be, it would be fucking hokey. What I want, what I want, if it that is true, is for someone else to be on the, you know, on board with Point Now. Because the things that you say they mock Watson for, they have nothing to do with his actual viewpoint towards the trans people. The things they mock him for are his general incompetence. Yes. But they no, they can true. be... They can be mutually exclusive. Sure, sure. I get, yeah, I guess only the audience uh, gets to get in on the, like, lol, look at Watson being dumb mm-hmm. uh, part of it. But, it, well, I guess in her own way, do you, do you not think what Miss Hudson does this episode is mocking of him? Well, you mean, like, you know, saying ghosts go live in there and all that? Not well, just saying a... that, but like like coming onto him and like, why don't you come live over here with me? And like, you know what I mean? Like she's she knows what she's doing. She knows that's gonna press his buttons. Like she's having fun with him. Clearly, did, it's just, did you know, there's not, not a laugh not... track in the background or anything. Did we but... <laughs> did we not discuss in a previous episode that we were not particularly down with the idea of her invading people's personal space? You don't get like excused from this because of who you are. Doesn't matter, like you know, if you're a guy, girl, you know trans straight cis whatever like i don't i can't read i honestly don't i cannot as much as i would like to i can't read this as it being subversive i think it is literally as it sounds which is 
you know, these characters are strange and we're relying on, you know, bottom of the barrel fucking humor because that's a thing coded into like general society. Like trans people are unusual and strange and weird. And I'm like, no, and shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. In the same way, you know, that it's like fart jokes or like, you know, (laughs) racist jokes. Like, you know, they rely on this kind of common, like, you know, (laughs) common comedy, like, you know, but it's lazy. It's fucking shit. Yeah, I, d- I remain very unclear. Like, the theories I'm positing are just that. They're th- they are just, like, me trying to construct some things. Like, I, I am very kind of um, in the dark about, about how the show writers feel um, about all these things we've been talking about. We're nine episodes in. Maybe they should make that clear. Because even if you're right in that case, the fact that I can read it this way, whereas you cannot, and you yourself said that you can see my arguments while also having your own, Mm -hmm. that itself is still a slight against the show. That is still a problem. If your writing is that ambiguous that you can read it as transphobic or not, you might want to fix it before you put it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be really curious, like you said, to what other people think because yeah, I don't, please, I don't want to put too get, much stock in my own perspective on this. Um, but please, please get in on this, folks. I'd like to. Hear, in fact, if we have, if we've got any people watching it, I mean, I know Vargelli is not caught up with the show, unfortunately, due to her own commitments. But if there are any trans people out there who are watching this show, please give us your perspectives on this. Like, I'd like to know what it actually. I mean, I can yeah. just sit for the sidelines and like be annoyed at it as an ally, but. What about the people who actually this would be genuinely hurtful to if it is as I believe it to be? Please throw your opinions our way and let us know. And we would very much like to hear that. So how did you feel about um, the conclusion of the um, Mami Kyokoku story? And I don't mean what happened in the bedroom the premature well, it's like, conclusion it's like i said for, it's like but, i said though she doesn't she doesn't return any of his money or apologize to him no she just it. well she pawned it off and uh got money for it just sold it all because it was too expensive for her tastes and give the, it back the, the, to him then uh, yeah, apologize well she yeah well she was fully not on but like basically right up until he proposed to her she was in the like mm nah like i'm i'm not into this guy i'm just gonna gold dig or whatever and like the and the the argument right that watson and um mary have about it where mary says you know what she's gonna do is take this guy for all he's worth and watson's like no he's just trying his best he's a regular guy that's not cool and uh i forget what mary says but then watson says um well, when he proposes to her, she will see his passion and she'll understand how like he really deeply feels for her and that'll win her over. And Mary's just basically like, oh, please. But that ends I, up I, working. But I'm, <laughs> like, but I'm sorry. So but I'm, of, I, I'm, I'm of the oh, please too, because it shouldn't take that far for her to realize what he's doing. He's already buying like gifts for her and showing his affection in like... I mean, for all that he's a complete klutz about it, at least he's sincere, even though, as I said, that conversation he had earlier betrays his intentions and his actual views on her, at least yeah. as far as I read it. Ma- so, Mommy definitely thinks, like, he just wants to sleep with her. And he asks her, I mean, she asks him that, uh, 
you know, whenever he gets down from one knee to propose, right? This is like, what, why are you doing this? Do you just want, like, me for my body? Did, and, didn't she uh, sleep with him before the proposal happened, though? No. The, wait, that happened afterwards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the end. Yes. That was, he proposed, and she said, you know, he was like, I, I'm getting down on my knee, and I'll give you a diamond if you will consent to hold my hand. And then she was like, so moved by it. Oh, God, <laughs> you're right, actually. She, yeah, she, sorry, asked the, just... she asked the question, right? Like, why do you want to do this? And then she was moved by his, like, feelings where she was like i don't want to take this ring until we get to know each other let's actually go on some dates um and then they fucked in the love motel oh um, the high the, the hotel quality or whatever yeah. it was <laughs> the hq the, yeah <laughs> god oh my all right no i i confess my error on that one because i actually the, just it, while you're doing that looks the, it, it up it, well no worries i mean uh this happens to me all the time but like when <laughs> like I can't, I don't, I just don't know how I feel about it, actually. How, like, such a, like, long shot storybook kind of thing. Like, <laughs> like, it, it just felt so weird and odd that, you know, she would go from Gold Digger to genuinely caring about him. And this again is why I when he... violently protest the fact that she did not apologize to him, tell him the truth, or give him his money back. I know that she should have totally done so that afterwards. Critical, yeah. To she this. should have done that afterward, like because, like, like I said, she was not. You know, when he came in the bar, she was still planning on taking more money from him. But it yeah. wasn't until instantly, like in that moment, when he said, "I want you to be my bride. I love you," that she flipped. And yes, hopefully, I mean afterward. I mean, I'm sure he would have forgave her because he's just a total sap. Fucking, uh, yeah, he's a fucking pussy. Like, he is. <laughs> not to say that like forgiving women is what saps. No, do, no, of but course. Like, but like in this instance, I mean, yes, he's like very much like I don't care. Do whatever you want. Like yeah. I am well, your doormat. <laughs> but like, well, she well, totally the thing. should have like given well, the like, money to him. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Doc. Right, you yourself were protesting the uncertainty about the transphobia here, but just consider the context of this as a whole, right? We have this guy who's completely and utterly, like, blind to the reality that's before him of this lady taking him for all of his money. This lady also being trans. Does that not have really bad optics to you? That, you know, that's what they might be suggesting that trans people are like? Well, I don't think they're universalizing it. Um, because this is Mary's idea. But again, though, Maggie's all on board with that, like... Just because it's Mary's idea didn't mean she had to take it on board. Oh, I know. What I, what I mean is, I think it, it it's a bad look for women in general, <laughs> rather than so no one wins. Women. So so it, no one wins then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. It's, so uh, so pick your poison, shitty, here, folks. It's a shitty choice. I don't I don't think the show in this instance is saying this is what women are like or this is what trans women are like. I think it's just like here are some shitty actors, like some bad actors in this world, like. Um, but I thought, like, like I don't think Kyoko deserves, or Kyogoku deserves his happy ending. <laughs> like, no, he's, he's such himself a fucking idiot. Himself, he's himself with that conversation he had with Watson beforehand, as I said, was quite clear in his intentions to me. Which was, you know, I'll have her until someone regular comes along. But see, I, yeah, yeah. No, I firmly disagree on that. I don't think that that's what he's saying. Fuck right off of that shit. But w- you, regardless of that, we could even leave that out of the picture, and he's still a wanker. 
Yeah, through and he through. Is. <laughs> he is. Uh, by the way, I'm going to put a bet on with you now. I'm going to put this down. Cast iron here. I'm going to bet you we'll never see them date again throughout the entire show. It'll be completely forgotten. And you know what? Even if I'm wrong, I'm willing to bet you're going to say to me, I could probably see that happening. Because this is the show that forgets all of its previous fucking character bees. Even its main plot for eight episodes fucking vanished. Here's what's going to happen. Let me, let, me, let me tell you how it's going to go. You know how they left arm in arm and then went to the hotel to bang? Well, yep. going forward, what they're going to do is from now on, they're going to act like they had acted prior to this episode. She's going to hang out with her friends. He's going to hang out at the bar by himself or look try to look cool to Watson. And yeah, it's just not going to like, and if someone brings it up, he's just going to be like, you know, well, we walked it back. He's not going to say that, but it's going to be like, well, you know, she's so pure. I'm I'm doing my thing and she's doing her like something will happen where it will be walked back so that they can be apart and he'll still feel awkward around her. They'll do something where they because they don't want to let those jokes go. You know what yeah. I mean? That's, Even though she's taken out behind the shed and it you know they, have the head because they love the Kyogoku acting like a complete you know hapless uh, hapless person uh, a twit in in social situations with. Particularly Mary, um, or mommy? It's mommy, right? Mm. Or is it mommy? Yeah. Mommy. Anyway, yeah, I feel like yes, like uh, l- l- what you say will largely be true, e- even mm-hmm. if they don't forget it, they'll pretend like it's not the case so that they can keep doing their joke. Yeah, huh? Great. Look forward to that. All right, the I'm B plot. Pro- yeah, let's talk about the B plot, which is the Jack plot, which is supposedly the A plot, but it really isn't. Okay, um, how do I put this politely? Watson's a shithead and I hope he dies. <laughs> he's really useless. Yeah. Oh, he's so useless. All right, where do I want to begin with this? Do I want to point out, for example, that after Irene is stabbed by Jack the Ripper, he calls for an ambulance? Do we see him actually offer any medical assistance despite the fact that he is Dr. Watson? And I'm not talking as in like he's a fucking theoretical physicist here. <laughs> No, he doesn't. That's the second time in two episodes where I point out maybe you should go ask Watson for medical help or Watson should provide some medical help. And it doesn't fucking happen. Like, this is what astounds because in this episode they mention that Sherlock is apparently a master of baritsu, whatever the heck that is. <laughs> uh, now, here's, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. I mentioned in another one of these episodes that one of the smaller elements of the Sherlock canon is that Sherlock himself is a proficient boxer. So they've actually brought that over in its new form here with him being a master of Baritsu, whatever that is. But they can't seem to remember that Watson is actually a doctor at the points where it's relevant. What the, fl- what the flying fuck? I, I don't understand how no you comment. can do that <laughs> without, doing the o- without doing the other. It doesn't compute. It feels like this was written by aliens. All right. So before I go any further, I need to define a broad concept here. All right, hang on. I have to um, I have to step away from the light for like literally two seconds. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm.
Shadon, my wife has gotten into K-pop recently. Oh. Um, like, very, very into it. And there's a song called Twit. Uh, I forget who it's by, but the chorus is basically just like, Twit, 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 Twit. I don't like it. Nobody like it. And this is how I feel about Watson. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so... There's a broad concept I need to explain before I go any further about talking uh, about the B-plot. And it's kind of related to the stuff I've talked about before, which is, you know, the idea of how you make characters competent versus, you know, making them look like morons. So here's the thing, right? There's a thing called an idiot plot. And an idiot plot only works because the characters are idiots. And by, by which I mean, by which I mean, right, that... They're not idiots because they're written deliberately because they're idiots. As in, like, you know, say in, like, a comedy, you know, where the evil villain... Like, Doctor Evil, for example, from Austin Powers, just throw out there. Like, you know, where everyone's silly because it's part of the joke. It's like an in-thing. No, an idiot plot is where the characters are idiots despite very obvious clues or things that they could do. Things that you or I, as regular normal people, can point to that could be done to solve the thing right away. Easy peasy lemon squeezer and that is the entirety of this b plot because everyone's a dumbass i hate all of them the only one who's arguably not a dumbass because he doesn't really do anything in it is sherlock uh, which we'll get to when we discuss the you know big question of the episode's conclusion but watson is the main culprit here because like i say he decides i'll call for an ambulance and i'll provide no medical attention to this lady even though i and myself am a doctor nice one dipshit <laughs> Well fucking done on that one. Maybe um, he's just uh, like a pediatrician. <laughs> you know, he's like, I just treat kids colds. I don't know how to. That was the do a that stab was the plot hole in Prometheus. This this <laughs> medical unit is only racist for male patients in the fucking female captain's quarters. <laughs> God damn it, Ridley Scott, you do write some shit in modern times. Honestly. <laughs> anyway, I'll stop calling out uh, old Ridley. I know he's had a rough time as of late. Um, so there's that. And then there's the conclusion, which is, okay, we've taken Irene to this theatre. There's only the three of us that know where she is. Okay. Moriarty's here all of a sudden. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder how Jack the Ripper may possibly have found them. Well, did you... So I'm... Of two... Not of two... God damn it. I can't talk today, Shadon. I feel like there's two possibilities here. One is that it's entirely too obvious, you know, Moriarty's sort of um, guilt. Uh, and he definitely gets the side eye from Holmes and Watson hugely. Like, in the end, he's just like, Moriarty, and then side eyes him. Clearly they know that something is weird about it, and he's first on the scene and all this jazz. Um, so, like... Do you think that it is too obvious and that he won't turn out to be Jack or Jack related? Um, He's definitely Jack related. There's no there's no way. I mean, there's no... Go by what the episode shows you here, right? If this is a mystery story which you are meant to follow and solve on your own, are there any other characters that we see who know where they are? No. Only Moriarty even has a hint of it. Not that we Very... see... No, bear in mind also that, you know, they broke into Holmes's like, apartment and wrecked the place. Yeah, and Moriarty, of course, had to yeah. run off, and then the three of them left Holmes, Watson, and Irene, and they come back to a trash place. 
Here's why I think, though, that uh, he may be Jack related, but I don't think he's Jack the Ripper. I think that's oh, he's definitely not Jack. He's, he's definitely not Jack the Ripper. I know like, that much. There's just so much. Like, so the way that the ha- the apartment is torn up and the calling card is left, like, I don't recall Jack leaving calling cards. I recall he just shows up and does a job and then leaves it. You know what I mean? He doesn't really leave these warnings. Do you I mean? Th- wait, do you mean the bloody angel stuff? Yep. Yep. That, that, I, no, that was Jack's MO. That was in the first No, no, episode. no, I know, but I mean, he does it to victims. He doesn't do it to a doll as, like, a warning. Um, at How least that, that, that sure, hasn't though, been like... established um, no. at all. So, like, I feel like that combined with, um, you know, him being first at the scene and Irene not really saying, like, get away from me, oh my god, this is terrible. Um having a stab wound in what looked like a non-lethal area and then Holmes while side-eyeing Moriarty tells Watson who just came from the hospital. Oh yeah, she's dead. I just heard. Oh, she's not dead. Obviously not dead. And they suspect Moriarty, but, but like he, I, I think it's way more likely that he's trying to draw out Jack the Ripper or something like that. Than it is well, he that got... he is in fact him. Right, okay. In which case I would say, did Irene need to be stabbed for that to happen? I don't know that if seems... he I don't know if he stabbed her. No, no, I mean, but that's not what I mean. Like, regardless if he did or he didn't, that still happened. Oh, nice unless one. unless she's in on the plan as well. Oh, is every But this is the thing, like, we have no hints of this whatsoever. Because they have a relationship, because he called her Irene Sensei. So the, clearly they have some kind of relationship. Um, That's nowhere near enough to go on for this. It'll just come as an ass pull if, like, you know, that turns out to be the case. They were all in on it. I mean, this is the thing, like, when I say with Watson, like, him being a dumbass, him being a dumbass is not only frustrating, it is, again, a symptom of that problem I said before, where the writing is now shifting away from making characters look competent by having them be competent versus, oh, they're competent because other characters are stupid. It really is leaning into that old trope of, like, Watson just being, like, you know, Oh, by golly gosh, Holmes, however do you do it? We can't make you solve all these crimes, and I can't possibly comprehend how you come to such amazing conclusions. <laughs> Which is, I'm just like, no, that's... I don't care for that shit. <sighs> by the way, if that is... I will accept your argument, by the way, that Irene's in on, because it, if... In a sense, because it'll excuse my point about her being shit, because I'm sorry, but... When, you know, they say, the police are here. I'm like, why'd you open the door? Why would you do that? It was so obviously Moriarty's voice <laughs> that said, like, you know, it's the police. Jack killed Moriarty. Who would open the door for, like, who's Jack? Moriarty? How do you know? Why would the police ever say that? Yeah, why I would need to they, be they would say, in like, own we right. need to ask you questions, ma'am. You're in danger. Like, too familiar. Like, that yeah, was a if, very if, if, poorly if it, written. <laughs> yeah, if it was if it was the police, who called them? Exactly. Who who knew? Um, so know. yeah, everyone's shit in this episode, as I say. Every single person. I yeah, I think Irene is in. I don't know if Sherlock is um part of this. I, I, I don't think he is part of this plan. I think together, Irene and Moriarty are trying to trying to achieve something. What I'm, I don't know, but why, Sherlock doesn't. I mean, maybe, but maybe I'm wrong about that. I mean, because, but clearly they have some kind of relationship. 
I, and either they're working together or Moriarty has uh, has gone rogue. And uh, Watson clearly feels the I'm sorry, Sherlock clearly feels the need to protect her from Moriarty. So he doesn't know he that they are working together if they are. Uh, and if they're not, like, yeah, so he, he has lied to Moriarty's face about her being dead um, to protect her from Moriarty because he clearly suspects him. Anyway, I feel like I'm repeating myself. I don't know. How did you feel about all this? Uh, I, I, all I, didn't care. Yes. I didn't care for any of it. I thought it was crap. It doesn't, like, as I say, if this is a mystery, there are no clues that we can really follow along. It, it, Watson himself seems blind to the obvious things in front of him that point out who it is. And we still have no idea what's on the fucking egg. Right, right. Like, what are the stakes here? Why should I care? I like Irene as a character. Sure, that's enough, I suppose. But it doesn't feel like it very substantial to me. Like, you know, oh, like, here's the thing, right? You and I, we've pretty, I feel fairly confident you and I are correct when we say that Irene's not dead. But did you feel any tension at the force of her being dead? I didn't. No, I mean not not really. I was I was disappointed a little bit. I was like, oh, the best character is dead. But then after like two seconds of kind of thinking about it, I'm like, nah, she's not dead. <laughs> so, no. So yeah, like the writing doesn't even work to make me care enough about what's happened here. Oh no, she's dead. Okay, now what? I don't know what the stakes are. I don't know why the USB drive is relevant. I mean, I understand, like, you know, that we can't give everything away. But we're, like, nine episodes in here. Can we have some build-up? Can mm-hmm. we have any idea at all, even a hint, of why any of this matters? Mm-hmm. Simply waving your hands around and saying, Conspiracy! Files! Wall! <laughs> tracking devices! Like, throwing buzzwords around like that is not enough. They, they posited that... Um... Jack the Ripper's identity was on the USB drive, but we don't know that for sure. That's just a theory that has been thrown out by, I think Holmes or maybe Irene. But that was said this episode, so that's like, you know, Jack the Ripper trying to protect his identity. I guess, like, um, I don't know. Maybe again, I, I think you've talked about this, but like, perhaps by the time this wraps up. And we've concluded the Jack the Ripper plot at the end of this core. Um, that not only his identity will have been on the scrambled egg, but something to do with Donald Trump and the wall. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we'll lead into Watson's case in the second core and the Yakuza boss and the wall and politics. Um, Great. Which I guess is fine, but like, I don't know. I'm not really excited about any of it. The show's not really no, doing it. No, that's it. For it. I, I have, I have no, like, beyond all the things that really, really fucks me off of this episode, I don't have any real investment or tension in it. Like, of sense of like dread about anything that's happening. I don't feel like going into the next episode on this, in this cliffhanger. Oh my god, what's going to happen next? There's none of that. It hasn't worked hard enough to make me care about that. Yeah. The most we've got like, in terms of, like, personal connections has been Lucy's episode. Kobayashi had a push, but it has nothing <laughs> to do with the main plot. A little bit of Irene, but, again, she's only recently appeared. The rest of this has just been fluff. 
You have to do and... the rest of Mumbo number five. <laughs> I can't. I can't do just a little bit of Irene in, uh, in your life. Is that what you're going to call this episode when we put it out? I've already done an Irene pun. I did the good okay, night Irene, fine. but uh... a little bit, a little bit of Adler in my life. <laughs> a little bit of Mary, you know what's right in all fits. <laughs> oh, I'm a genius. You're good. I'm a genius. You're good. I... So, yeah, I don't care. I, like, and fully enough, this ties back into Frank's because guess what? Around this time in Frank's, I was like, can we get a move on? Oh boy, can we get a fucking move on here? It like, is. <laughs> I wonder if like, um, oh man, if. If you, could, I would never ask you to rewatch the show, but from your original, no. no, 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 from your original watch, if we could somehow, like, do a sort of graph of the pacing to satisfaction, um, do like a line graph, and then I, if you laid the Sherlock graph on top of it, how similar would it look? <laughs> Probably strikingly similar. My God, Doc, it's an exact match. <laughs> Doing Jesus. our own detective work here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Good God, man. You found it. <laughs> I think we've cracked the case on this one. They're both steaming piles of horseshit. <laughs> it's Nishigori. We know you're at the bottom of this. Yes. He's, that's why he's Nishigori, the uh, Moriarty of anime writing. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Holy shit. Well, that would mean that I'm Holmes and you're Sussel Docs of Watson, obviously. <laughs> Oh, there you go. It all fucking fits. There you go. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'll have a tussle with him at a waterfall. Nah. Okay, right. I think I've said all I really want to say about this episode. I'm just going to just quickly sum up, though, and just point this out that I had a very visceral reaction to this stuff because I'm just so fucking tired of it. Even if I'm wrong and it isn't really transphobic, the stuff that's happened, it's just boring. Mm-hmm. It's unfunny, uninteresting crap about a character who is not present to be a three-dimensional interesting character. I don't mind characters being present for comic relief. That's fine. But when your comic relief exists, like, as the majority of the episode, immediately following the return of the show's lead villain, you have fucked up as a writer. You have fucked up royally. You don't cut back from commercial to shit like this. It doesn't work. So even if I'm being incredibly generous and I discard everything I said and say, look, okay, maybe I was wrong about it being transphobic. Maybe you read it in the way that it's actually on the inverse where it's intended to be, you know, pointing out that Holmes, sorry, Watson's transphobic, like, attitudes are wrong and we're laughing at him. Even if I do that, this episode is still crap. It just rises yeah. from a one to a two, in my opinion, out of ten. Yeah. Which, <laughs> congratulations, you stopped being pissed, and instead you went to shit. Wonderful. <laughs> so yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would agree largely. I think this is a very bad episode. It contributes to the poor pacing of the show overall. Um, I think the. Uh, key jingling a plot of the episode largely sucks um i i don't enjoy the like uh implications of it and the actions of a lot of the characters in it are shitty um i think that the show's message about lgbtq plus people is muddled at best like so 
it's really tough for me to get a read on it one way or another. And then I think like the mystery stuff that happened was like, or the mystery stuff. I mean like the Jack the Ripper stuff and, and Irene, it was too little too late and it was, um, I just needed more of that. And yeah, I don't know. I just don't feel really um, excited about uh, much of anything that, no happened going forward and no you know after the last couple i kind of was i was interested because i thought um the show was through dicking around uh and was about to you know we just got the two-parter that itself the two-parter you know was uh was very much like uh we'll take the long way around of this plot the scenic route and not get straight to it but the way it ended i was like all right here we go baby we're gonna really we're gonna get to some shit and no well we got to some shit all right just yeah, not what I wanted, we not did. What I wanted. We we did. Unfortunately, yeah, I know. I know. I'll just say again, folks uh, listening at home, send us your thoughts on this episode if you've seen it. Send us your thoughts on the show, even. Like, I've had a pretty strong reaction. Doc has had a. I wouldn't call it not a strong reaction, just not as strong. It's we're talking degrees here. But we need the perspectives of people, firstly, more educated than us, or at least educated than me. I'll speak for myself on that. And secondly, you know, if we could, I would love some perspectives from trans people who have seen this episode on what it actually reads as. Because, if I may, if I may, let's go back to Given for a moment. I know oh. that that sounds incredible, and it oh. really does feel great. Could but we please? Do you, recall, <laughs> do, you re- do you recall, Doc, when you and I were discussing the episode in which uh, Akiko and Uenayama, you know, had that discussion and I was like, this is incredible and I love every second of it because of how well it handles, you know, an LGBTQ plus like coming out story mm-hmm. and then coming out moment particular. And then we spoke to Anthony Gramulia. Shout out to you, Anthony, by the way, for being the awesome dude you are. Uh, and he offered the perspective that not every, it, it's fine, but it's not right for everyone. It's more nuanced than that. Right. I feel like we're kind of in the same thing here where I can point to something and say, this sucks donkey dick. But I can only, like, offer that, I suppose, academically. It can't offend me personally as a cis-het man. And in turn, if that means if it doesn't offend actual trans people because they read it in the way that you did, or indeed in a different way, I want to hear that because, good, I want to be wrong on this. I don't want to, like, you know, be spewing bile for either in my ignorance or, A, being right about it in turn. So, yeah, if you have uh, perspectives on this, let us know. Uh, I would very much like to hear them, and maybe we can come to a better understanding of what the flying blue fuck this show's actually trying to accomplish. That's that's the big question, isn't it? <laughs> Boy, what is the show trying to do? Um, I mean, it's got the mystery, but it, it clearly is interested not as much in uh, focusing on that, and it's, you know, other other sillinesses that um, I think are just not for me by and large. I just think the sense of humor in the show is not for me um, at best and at worst is um, offensive and shitty and at best is just not for me. I can't even point to who this show is meant to be for. Like, what is the demographic? Who is this for? For all the Sherlock's out there. (laughs) This one's for you. <laughs> all right i suppose we should probably wrap up yep, then that case i think, I think we're done my, before my brain juice like leaks out of my nose and just spills to the floor yes 
Anyway, uh, thank you very much to everyone at home, or wherever you may be, for listening to this, like, you know, hour and 15 minute long, you know, oral nightmare. Um, I appreciate your patience with me, you know, ragging on this show and uh, all the horrible shit I had to say about it. And I'll just reiterate something as well that I did say when I we cover, or rather when we've covered bad shows in the past. My ear for bad shows like starts and ends with the show itself. I can like points occasionally to some creatives like Nishigori, for example, who I still have a beef with because he claimed in an interview once after <laughs> Franks was completed that there were no politics in Just Franks, the worst. which is which is objectively false. That is a lie. Come on, dude. Like there's there's there's. I would write a Snopes article on that given the opportunity. <laughs> So, <laughs> but my ire really is only directed at the show. And much as I said, like, for example, with Shield Hero, let's assume that I'm right just for a moment and all of the things I've said about this being transphobic are at least, if not true, then at least perceived to be so by a consensus. Uh, of which, by the way, winning a consensus is not in of itself any great achievement, I should point out. I'm not trying to say that to, like, big myself up or score points. But let's assume I'm right on that. If you still like the show... As long as you're not then adopting that sensibility or taking it into your worldview or your perspective on other people, if you recognize it for what it is and push it aside and instead, you know, just enjoy the rest of the show for what it is, then that's great. That's great and I'm glad for you. I would never ask someone to like the same things that I like. But conversely, I would just say, like I did with Shield Hero, if this ideology is indeed there in the show's construction and is coming through as a result of its humour and the way it's written, please don't take it on board. Please don't approve of it. Please don't reward it by, you know, promoting it or being cool with it. That's all I ask. Yeah, and, you know, don't don't hate uh, Ai Yoshimura, the director of the show. I'm sure that the way the show has turned out uh, has been like a collective decision as is the case with like the vast vast majority of anime works that are made and who knows how she really feels or what she thinks the show is saying or trying to say yada 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 i don't know like you said uh the the fiction itself like the work as a contained entity hate it you know feel disappointed in it as we do um but uh, don't harass the creators, even if you feel as, uh, you know, even if you have the acrimony that Shadon does, the, the malice, <laughs> the venom he has for this particular episode and the show as a whole. Um, yeah, just keep it, uh, those feelings for the show. Um, and I guess with that, like, we're going to sign off and uh, mm-hmm. I think we'll be recording our after hours. We have delayed it until today, but we're mm-hmm. going to get to that. And so patrons... Look forward to that as well. Um, Shadon, thank you very much. Patrons, thank you very much. And on uh, on demand freebie listeners, two weeks into the future from now, thank you very much. Merry Christmas, and thank by you the too, way. Doc. Indeed, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas to the people getting this uh, on Christmas Day, two weeks from today. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Holy shit, that hadn't occurred to me. Man, what a... Oof. Oh. <laughs> Embrace each other, everyone, to the ends of the universe. Yeah. Good night. <laughs>